Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everyone. Episode 180 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubbard, who is a stranger with me tonight. I am Joe Butler, and I like to shove a handful of spiders into my double barrel shotgun. <laughs> I'm just Star. I have nothing else to say, I, except I'm horrified. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Hunter, and uh, I'm more of a bee man myself. Okay. <laughs> and Hunter, where can people find you at? Uh, yeah, I come from VGX7. That's my uh, YouTube channel. You can find me over there. Uh, I have my own podcast, Everything You Want, Nothing You Need. Uh, and I do a game review show uh, called Ultima Gaming. All right. And this week, we are here to talk about Oddworld Stranger's Wrath that came out in Google 2005 <laughs> for original Xbox. And then we played, I played the HD version of PC. What about you, Joe? I got the Switch version. Okay. I also did the original PC HD version. Not original, sorry. <laughs> I did and Switch. You, okay. I So I played this in PC. Star, do you also play with mouse and keyboard? I actually did get gamepad working, so I played with an Xbox controller all the way through. Okay. that You probably had a better experience than I did, though, at first. Uh, uh, Hunter, yeah. you played on Switch. Did you use the gyro controls? No. no. Oh, <laughs> no. I There's gyro controls gyro, for this? Oh, God. Yeah, I can't, I can't do gyro either. It's okay. No. Is that how you aim, then? You just move the switch around to aim? Yeah, you move the controllers around to aim. That sounds That's miserable. Splatoon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> the only game that it was good for, so I was able for everything else. is like, I can do it. It's like, no, just don't. Mm-hmm. Just, just walk away. Okay, and this was developed by Oddworld Inhabitants, and then just Add Water made the made the port. And apparently, this is on this is on Android phones too. Nice. What the hell? At some point, I guess, because I looked up a video uh, for for some small help, and uh, the guy that I was watching was totally playing on a phone. So I'm assuming it was for phone. I can't imagine playing this on a phone. Who's playing a game like this on their phone? <laughs> you play Fortnite on your phone. Yeah, that is true. Uh, Switch, okay, PS4, but... Xbox One, Android, iOS, Vita, on live. You know, <laughs> Vita's also... I, I, Vita, that, see, that's, like, reasonable. But yeah, phone, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that is kind of strange. Okay, I mean, so I'm assuming my experience then would have been a lot different than yours, because, like, part of... Because playing on keyboard, it took me a while to learn what the hell I was doing with the keyboard, because I just... It's just a very strange thing, because this game is a first-person, third-person shooter that jumps back and forth. So the way I would play it with keyboard, I'd use WASD to move around, mouse to aim, and then I have to hit then I would hit tab to switch to to switch from first person to third person and then hit tab again to switch back. Or when you try to capture an enemy, which is part of the game, you hold down control, and then it flips the third person, you got hit tab to go back to first person to shoot your guns. Yeah, not, I I only awful. did it for a little bit and I was like I couldn't handle it. So I was like I'm going to find a way to make this work cuz I just it was not <laughs> enjoyable in any way. Um, I imagine just a regular controller for how much this game does third person and first person mm-hmm. would just be the only real way. Or phone, apparently. I mean, it took a while for me to get used to control. I having to look at the keyboard and see what I was hitting. It took a long while to understand how to play this game on keyboard. It's not friendly. This is one of those really weird like Xbox original games where you can tell they were totally experimenting with stuff. <laughs> I also think it's cool that it's actually an Xbox original game. Like you don't have a lot of those. Like, cause I mean, that's why this one, this one actually was supposed to be on the show from the very, very beginning. I had it on my list, but there's no way to emulate Xbox. And I didn't want to ask people to all go out and buy an Xbox and buy this game. So I didn't <laughs> end up on the show and I was an HD version, but still, I just didn't bother. But now it's just me. I'm like, fuck it. I'm playing this game finally again. So I do want to ask this. Who was this? Everyone else's first time playing this game. Yes. 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 Okay. So I was the only, I had played this, Back in the day, probably over 
I would say over 10 years ago, I played it on original Xbox. And I remember I always I always had good memories of it. And I'm thankful to say that my memories weren't wrong. So that was nice. That doesn't always happen on the show. <laughs> I would say, yeah, because I always I never played the original Oddworld games that were 2D, but I love Munch's Odyssey. And so then I always when I was younger, I wanted to play this, but I never had around to it. So it was nice to play. Don't think I favor it as much. So I think that'll be That's interesting okay. to talk about later. And I, it's funny because I'm like, I recently played uh, Munch's Odyssey and I was and I had the same feeling I'm like, yeah, I like this. It holds up for what it is. And then in this, I was just like, this is a little bit of a drag at some points for me personally. Oh, it is. <laughs> I mean, so part of this game is that the character you play as Stranger doesn't use he doesn't like guns like you see very early on when the first cutscene that you capture someone he just does not use guns he so he only uses live bait as ammo and he has to collect different animals that he finds and he uses them as his weapons honestly like the most intuitive like way to use live ammo i've seen in them probably a good while taking it, live ammo literally <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i mean are there any other games that had to use like bugs and things or ammo that you played recently or at all? Not Usually that I know it's of. like one off. The one I can think of is, and it's only for a little bit, is Half-Life 2. And you get to summon monsters using like their eggs. was kind of like, that's the only thing I can think of. I'm sure there are some, but it's pretty rare. Okay. Yeah, that, that's the exact same thing I was thinking of. I have never played Half-Life 2 or Half-Life 1. Some audience member just lost their shit no, I, right I, now. I, yeah. <laughs> we just lost a listener. I really need to. I completely agree with that concept. I just haven't done it yet. It was actually almost on the show a couple of times, but I need to fix that and play Half-Life 1 and 2 someday. I want to. I just never got around to it. I wasn't a PC gamer until this podcast, so that's my defense. I mean, there's tons of ways to play. Half-Life 1's kind of weird, and then like, I think I've brought up on the show at least a couple of times where the Black Mesa, the fan remake, has like is really well done and has Gabe Newell's blessing, so that's yeah. good. Yeah, it's an official game now that you can purchase. Like, it wasn't yeah. so, like, you know, it's pretty well-developed at this point, thankfully. I think the full game's out, because I think when it first came out, when you could buy it, they didn't have the last part where you go to Alien Planet available, but now they do, so. Okay, I own it, too. Just never played it. I also own a copy of Half-Life 2 for PS2. I own it on PC, just never played it. Half-Life 2 is on, PS- on PS2? No, sorry, uh, Half-Life 1 I had on PS2, sorry. Uh, okay. like, what? I didn't know that. X- <laughs> Half-Life 2 was on regular Xbox, I think. Yes. Which yeah, I have. I think it's sure where I played. Which I have to. Just never got to it. But <laughs> one day. I mean, this game had always stuck with me because of, of the live ammo. I guess I just got really a kick out of, like, the way it does the different weapons. And that you have one weapon, but you have different ammos that you get throughout the game. That you can use that then stick with you throughout mostly all the game. Sitting here just thinking, eat your heart out, Pete. It's like, oh, I don't like guns. It's like, nah, but I will shoot. 40,000 hornets at a person and just let that play itself out or and kill them too. Yeah. <laughs> Much less violent. <laughs> my, uh, my favorite thing about this game is the, uh, the design of the stranger because I'm such a complete edgelord and the whole <laughs> dark, mysterious, brooding cowboy look totally does things for me. That's that stranger. <laughs> yeah. Like I wish I could, pull, I wish I could pull a cowboy hat off, but I just know I can't. So <laughs> No, he's a really cool character, and he's very much like a Clint Eastwood meets animal, meets an animal or some sort yes. type of character. I mean, I, I like I like it. I also like that all the townsfolk you see are just a bunch of angry chickens. I, I like that, too. Yeah, they all, it's I also like two pieces. It's great <laughs> for the chickens. <laughs> There's also a really weird reason why, apparently, too. What about the chickens? Yeah. What's the reason? Or what are you talking what do you about? Mean? So, like, I, the whole the whole thing about Abe, the, the Abe world. Uh, series is that it's supposed to be like 
big companies trying to find ways to keep themselves, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll hollow out the earth if it makes me a million dollars kind of people, mm-hmm. which is it's like real life. Yeah. But it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the whole idea is it's supposed to be that because I was reading some of the stuff off the wiki because I didn't understand the ending at first. And they, they refer to as colonizers. There's the chickens and then sea people and some other stuff, too. I mean, Oddworld games are always known for having trying to have a political type thing to their games. And they're very much about environment first. And that's what they were kind of communicating. I mean, Abe's Odyssey is very much about that. And never played Abe's Exodus. And this is also very much about that. This in a different way. Yeah. Because in this, you're not you're a you're a bounty hunter going from three different towns like New York City. I love New York City. And <laughs> just you're going through <laughs> different towns and and capturing bad guys essentially that they have so you can raise money to have surgery which is also very relatable but you can't have surgery without raising a whole bunch of money a mysterious surgery <laughs> too too relatable <laughs> oh, <it> really is. <sighs> and yeah i would say i don't know that was a thing as someone who's played bunches odyssey a few times it's like i felt like that game the species they introduced in that game is this other protagonist next to abe is new as far as i remember but like everything else in that is pretty referential to creatures like the Mudokins, all these other. In this game, the only character I recognize as like an original that's like a pullback, or sorry, it's from the other series, is uh the Doctor. And I think that's I can't remember what they're called. Oh, he's from one. the other series. That not that, race? that character specific. Yeah, but that races. Um, oh, that's cool. They're pretty prominent even in Munch's Odyssey. Like they are the scientists, and that's like often their job. And that's why I think they have big brains. Essentially, is why they have big old head. So that was, I think, my main experience with that was the only thing that was really disappointing. I was like, I just like they even mentioned one creature a lot which is i I can't remember what they're called but they're like basically these like four-legged um like little just like all they are is like a mouth and they just uh, like bite like the characters say them a few times yeah and they're like oh i'll feed them to that and then but like they don't i've never saw them in this as far as i remembered i was just like it's just weird to be like it's in the same universe but there's nothing except like the themes that like really tell you like oh yeah it's that character i mean the little monsters that bite you those aren't from abe's odyssey or anything Yes, sorry. That was the one other creature, the fuzzles, because okay. I do love fuzzles. And that was the one thing when I played, <laughs> uh, when I saw trailers for this game and stuff back in the day, I was like, you had to shoot fuzzles and the fuzzles are great. There's right in your face the whole game. And I'm like, that's cool. So there are fuzzles. And then there's that one Mudokin. And I think that's it as far as I can tell. OK, there's a Mudokin in this game. Is it what are the, and it's not the Mudokin then it's the it's the doctor. I don't remember. What yeah, he, I'm not sure what he is. I never played Munch's Odyssey. What, I've only whatever played... that race is called. It's that. Okay. Thing. I've only played Ape's Odyssey and then this game twice. That's it of this series. I'm not going to lie. This game kind of made me want to go like go up to my PlayStation right now and buy it with the was it the full HD remake that just came out with a year ago. New well. and tasty. Yeah, the new and tasty. Yeah, more than a year. But yeah, I don't know. COVID. 2014, by the way, <laughs> COVID has done things the time. So, you know, <laughs> it has. Uh, Oddworld Soulstorm is what you're thinking of, which is a brand new game. The series came out less than a couple less than a couple years ago. Oh, okay, might have been less than a year. That might be what you're thinking of. But is yeah, new and remake 2014. No, I don't think Soulstorm's a remake. I think Soulstorm's is a new game. Oh, new and tasty was a remake. I don't know. I don't follow Oddworld. This was really. I mean, I don't care for Abe's Odyssey. I think when I played it last, you can you can go listen to the episode of me and Hunter on it. I can't remember it, but I don't think I liked it. <laughs> is it is it because it's gross? Yeah, I don't think it did either. I just didn't like the gameplay. Hello. That's yeah, that's and that's my downside too. Is like I like Munch Saucy, but I don't like any other one. I do like this one. This one was fun, you know, for what it was, you know, and definitely different in a way that's like 
Viker. That's what they're called. The guy with the big old head, he's called a Viker. And yeah, it's like, I just, I don't know why. They're like, yeah, let's pull a Viker. Just one Viker to hang out. Yeah, I mean, a guy who, like, I, I, there's one point when you're looking for him, like, oh yeah, the doctor, I'm the butcher, I mean the doctor, he's up there. Because <laughs> he's just gonna, he just, he's not really a doctor, he's just gonna cut you, cut you in pieces, essentially, <laughs> for the yeah. surgery you need. I think so, that's uh, what makes this game so interesting. Yeah, the, the story's really good, and honestly, I didn't know where it was going. I've surprisingly not been spoiled except for maybe, like, a hint of, like, the ending. But, like, I, I saw where he's wearing his, like, final outfit in cutscene before, but it wasn't more than, like, two seconds. So I didn't see what the surprise twist is three-fourths of the way through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I this is technically my first time playing it, and I've never really been spoiled on it either, and I had a pretty good time with it, you know, except for, you know, the last ten minutes. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I went in blind myself. Yeah, same. Nice. I'm happy you guys were able to have that experience. I mean, I know when I when I first played this out, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't spoiled before, but the internet, the way the internet now is, it's impressive when people aren't spoiled by stuff. Yeah. I find there, that not always possible. Yeah. There there's a really good like interest of the story I was talking about a little bit earlier. I really like the trainer's design and you can always kind of tell there's something up with him. Like the way he talks is real, like you can tell huh, English is not his first language. <laughs> His his running speed starts up into a four legged run, like <laughs> really, really peak good character design to where you you know something's off and you're wondering where it's gonna go. Plus the whole mysterious surgery thing too. I just couldn't get over how relatable that was. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, which Oddworld does a good job of that. But no, it keeps you very interested. The story always has me wanting to see what was gonna happen next. And the gameplay for the most part, the whole idea is that you either can capture a bounty alive. Or you can capture a bounty dead, and same with all the enemies that you fight, and you get more money if they're alive. And then use the money to buy upgrades, like new armor, more ammo, different of ammo. You can buy ammo, you can buy upgrades to different to your to your car. You can hold more of a certain type of ammo, things of that nature. And that's stuff that kept me going. Like I, I, so we we were talking about this pre-show, but how I was trying to catch bosses alive, but after a while I said fuck it and just started killing everybody because it wasn't worth my trouble. It's much easier. Yeah, I caught. Every single boss alive. You were Ooh, big shot. Impressive. You I, I hated that was the thing that drove me nuts about myself. And the first three fourths of this game was I couldn't kill things. If I kill something, it hurt. And so I think by like the fourth boss, I got an achievement that was like, you've caught 350 enemies. And I was like, oh, no. And I don't <laughs> think I was supposed to get that that early. So I made the last third really enjoyable because I was like, oh. It's just ammo now. I'm not like money. All right, that's fine. And it, yeah, so uh, that was my hell that I put myself in. I I captured all enemies alive that I could. I try not to kill enemies, but bosses, I would try. But I mean, it's much like Metal Gear Solid Three is the best the best comparison I can think of, where they have a stamina bar and they have a health bar. Certain attacks you do hit their stamina bar, but their stamina bar does refill over time. And certain attacks you do just take out their health. And I just didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> I found pretty quickly and I saw this online and a, like a video really showed off when I was looking something up at some point for help. The electric, the main attack, which is like you have a primary ammo that auto refills itself. Everything else. That you have flies. To fill. Yeah, that flies. Um, That when it's charged up combined with the heavy hitter attack, which I can't remember, just a single shot. Like if you just spam those, it can stun lock a lot of the bosses in a way that then you can just get their stamina down pretty fast. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of a, a cheeky way to do it, which helps a lot. Because doing it any like without that is really hard. I found without sometimes <laughs> just killing them accidentally. I, I I would I tried to kill. I mean, I was 
accidentally killing them at first, and after a while, I was like, fuck this, I don't care anymore. Yeah, I captured I, the first set alive, mostly. I have, a, I have a really bad just itch. It's like the Assassin's Creed in me and other games where I just, like, if, if it gives you an option to survive, to, to not kill enemies and you get a higher reward for it, you, I might as well mm-hmm. do it because there's going to be something where it's like, oh, you, you know, you, you, uh, uh, captured all the enemies alive. Well, now you have enough money to buy this one item, and if you even killed one enemy, you're shit luck. Well, that was another thing too. In Munch's Odyssey, you could save the Mudakins. I think is what Abe is. I'm gonna yeah, yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You can save the Mudakins, and if you save enough of them and the fuzzles without like them dying, you got a better ending. So right. I thought also I was like maybe that's an element because again I went in blind, and then I'm pretty sure from when I looked up, it's not. It's just the same ending, which is fine. But I was like, well, all right, that was another <laughs> thing. Just. Get more money. Yeah, which uh, there is also a Steam achievement uh, to have, I think it's the $20,000 by the time you go to the doctors. And I just barely didn't have enough for that. So, <laughs> so Joe, Sorry. since you capped everybody, what achievements did you get on the Switch? You don't get achievements on the Switch. Leave me alone. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even care. I used, I used to love achievements. When I, was an, I was an Xbox achievement whore at one mm-hmm. point, but now I just, like, see achievements, I'm like, oh, that's nice. Okay, and I just keep going to what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, I, yeah, I just hope I, I just hold it up. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I hope I stumble across an achievement these days. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, I'll purposely do stuff sometimes. Thinking, well, what if that give me an achievement? And I'll purposely do something special, but that's about it. I just don't. I yeah. don't look or care. I'm not like some people that <laughs> a manual that trophy hunt that I know. So hey. <laughs> 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 I can. Those are the days. But I do like the whole bounty system. I like the fact that. This game is very where you go into a you go into town, you go to the bounty store, you get bounties, and you get all these different very Western stereotype characters that are like essentially monster type animal creatures, and then you go in after the bounty, and you have like a little mini section where you go through a level to get to this guy. And now he's got really funny shit they say too. Yeah, you have one thing that uh, I think what turns a lot of people off from these games. These games are really dirty, both grimy looking, and the language is just foul. <laughs> I guess like, foul. Yeah, because, you know, I, foul birds. Yeah, yeah, I, I got it. I, I think that was something also I liked a lot about Munch's Odyssey. It's just something that sticks out is that there was a lot more banter and conversation and characters like having a, the very rich big wigs in like these suits and they have this voice. Where, ah, money. And like they had all these characters. But in this it was like there's a few characters like all the enemies for the first three fourths of the game, like the basic enemies, basically the same voice um and until they start introducing variants and so that was kind of something that was different and a little i was like ah, it's kind of disappointing but i think also as we t- mentioned or uh privately the company this was their last game before for a long time and yes it, i have a they, feeling kind of they were at their ends meeting they're like oh we can make one uh chicken and that's going to be there are like you know three chicken models for three-fourths of the game that's going to be civilian population that's it keep going because <laughs> i know this is published by ea and EA, ea did not do a good job of marketing this game at all ea just didn't care which i mean i don't think believe that ea would not care about something but you know does ea give a shit about anything dead space uh, and it was actually reviewed really well, surprisingly. It was like 80s and 90s for the time. Yeah, it was just kind of sad. But like, yeah, that. it was reviewed really well. And it sold like shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, from what I was reading or listening to, it was because of marketing they blamed. Which was sad. I, I also kind of blame the Xbox. <laughs> yeah, I mean, an Xbox exclusive at that time, I just, I don't think Xbox think was that good. get a bigger push. Yeah, but my only Microsoft was in a good state at that time, maybe, or something. I remember just back then, the Xbox was like way more than a PS2. 
the damn thing was like twice the size. Because I want to say when the Xbox came out, like the PS2 was already starting to release their slim version. So it's like, yes. hey, do you do you want this sure. this slim PS2 or do you want this thing that's bigger than your fucking VCR? I mean, Xbox was late and it wasn't even like there weren't any yeah. there weren't a lot of games for Halo at first. And people just weren't. I mean, I was I'm right talking shit about the Xbox when it first came out. I have over 300 Xbox 360 games to my right of me. Like, I talked shit about the system. I remember, like, ah, bullshit. Nintendo, Sony, that's all we go. We don't, we don't need this Microsoft crap. Then I sold my, yeah, then I joined the cult. I didn't like Halo. I was what? 10, and it was the first console that was mine, so I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember one of my early experiences Xbox in general was somebody had when he's like, hey, I got all these games on here. I just, I just pirated my, on my system. And you can do that. I'm like, oh. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. This is a huge thing, and like, a, it just kind of odd. Plus, it wasn't a system that needed a shooter. It already had Halo, so didn't need this. I'm happy it had this, but I can see that might have hurt it too, especially if EA wasn't doing what they should have been doing as publisher. Yeah, I can believe well, EA is kind of shitty. Aren't Let's they? see. We have on Xbox in 2005, right? Yes. Jade Empire, Forza, Burnout, Madden 06, Doom 3. I like Doom 3. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> Mercenaries, Psychonauts, King Kong, Conquers Remake, Ninja Gaiden Black, Tony Hawk, Ultimate Spider-Man, Gun, like Call of Duty. Yeah, another... like, this list compared to this game, it's like, it just, I, like, the game isn't bad. I think the game deserves to be pretty, like, well-praised just... in some ways. But when you put it up against all that other stuff, it's like, yeah, who cares? And if yeah. you're not going to market it well, that's some competition. Why? Yeah. yeah, and Oddworld is not a really strong brand. I mean, this is also the first Oddworld. Well, no, Munch Odyssey first game that wasn't on Sony. So, I mean, Oddworld is not a big brand either. I think Munch Odyssey didn't do good either on Xbox. But they still got this somehow out the door. But I don't know, the Captain the Bounty thing was really was really cool for me, even though I, most of them were all dead, but it still felt good. <laughs> I had a lot of fun, especially because you just suck them up into a big Danny Phantom jar. Yeah, was that ever explained or mentioned, like, what that thing nope. was? Okay. Nope. I, I bet it, I, the only place I bet nope. it might be is the booklet, even if it just was, like, a name and then a sentence. But, like, yeah, I was like, we're just not talking about the weird... Like, I've looked at it a few times when you're sucking things. I was like, it's just a green void in there. Who knows? Oh, and I also have to say the subtitles do not match what the people say, either. <laughs> no, they do not. <laughs> <laughs> I actually played this game with sound on. Which anyone knows me knows that's not normal, but I, I did because it, I had to because I couldn't. The subtitles were wrong all the time. I know. Uh, and it didn't give you subtitles for the random shit people would say when you're walking around or like what the villains would say when they're talking to you. Like, oh, I think he's over there. None of that would be in subtitles. And that helped me know, OK, they're on to me. Yeah, I didn't actually know. I didn't realize that subtitles. I would have put them on. So I played a whole thing. Without. <laughs> I With the comment I have to make. So anyone listen to the show a lot or listen to, to Joe, who's on the show a lot. He always makes a he always makes a joke. Well, if I had a nickel, when I was walking around, one of those dumb chickens said, "If I had a nickel for every time Joanna didn't go out with me, I'd have two nickels or something like that." I'm just like, <laughs> gee, thanks, Mike, comparing me to a weird skinless chicken. I <laughs> it's just hilarious that <laughs> you say to me that it was in this game that 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 somebody else made that same joke. Yeah, <laughs> it, it made me laugh. It really did. It, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a strange game. I think I, I liked the bounty thing at first, but then like every by definitely the last set of bounties, I was like, OK, I'm done with this and I'm ready to move on to. I think I'm hoping there's something else because like it just felt like kind of the same thing. And for me, I don't know it like going through areas. I actually played on the hard difficulty. I was just pretty bored a lot of the time. Like there was only ever 
I think basically one in every three or four bosses had an area that like was challenging, but everything else I was kind of just walking through, knocking like two or three dudes out at a time. Like I think early on, it's like, here's how to do stealth with like luring. I never did that. I would just kind of section enemies off, knock them out, suck them up and then go back and heal. Cause also the fact that this game's like, yeah, just heal yourself whenever I was like, Hey, I appreciate it. But also that makes it feel really easy to run away really fast and just fit, get yourself fixed up. Maybe wait a <laughs> second, then go. So you speedrun this game. That's the way the speedrunners play. They don't fight people. They just run. Yeah. I could I see through running Halo. through getting to the <laughs> boss and then knocking them out using that method. And then just because a lot of times, a lot of the areas I've noticed when you get the boss, they're like, oh, let's get out of here. And you're like, all right, cool. Thanks. They give you a lot of solo fights with bosses or they'll do parts where you get to the boss. And after you take out the boss, capture him or kill him, then something will open up nearby. You can jump in there and then escape. I will say that it was nice. It was very rare. It was like, all right, now go back the way you came. It was always, I think almost always like, here's a route. That's a shortcut home. Yep. Almost everyone is. Yeah. Which is nice. And this game doesn't make you kill everybody except for a couple parts. Or there's one you have to go rescue a chicken and he won't come out of the cell unless you take out everyone else in the room. Yeah. And then I, I, those small missions that were slightly different were such nice breaths of fresh air. Like the one, even though it was a bounty getting to do a cart ride, I was like, hey, it's different. It's something fine. Let's go. Yeah, that was a fun one. Well, the one boss that gave me the most trouble where I actually was debating, like, why am I not emulating this somehow? But I can't was the guy that had the freaking force field and shot missiles at you. You remember that boss fight? I think it's explosive. Yeah, shield. That was miserable. You had to literally shoot four power. Let's just say four sparkling things that had electricity. And his shield was shut down, but the entire time he's shooting missiles at you that track you. And then the flamethrower guy shows up. Mm-hmm. Mid-fight, yeah. And turrets so, show up, too, mid-fight. Yes. I, fucking I don't know. Did you have any questions about how to capture him? Because I did. So that was my focus for that fight. I just shot him with boom bats or whatever I had until he died. You can knock him off the platform. He's also on a platform that you can't get to him. But if you hit him enough, he'll fall off the platform or he'll come down if you hurt him enough. Yeah, that's, that's what I was wondering is if Joseph... Because I, I couldn't figure out how to capture him. Because I was like, how do I get him off this platform and won't let me up? And then I looked it up, and it's almost like, oh, shoot a fuzzle up there. And then he falls down, and then you stun lock him. So I was able to get him on the first run, like the first oh. uh, cycle. If you bring him down and you stun lock him using that method to so he can't get back up and use like a fuzzle to bring him down, that was it. And I was like, wow, this – because, yeah, That's even cheap. that first section of that fight, I was like, wow, this is awful. I would hate to do a whole <laughs> fight like this. So I'm really glad someone was like – Hey, just fuzzle. You're good. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Yeah, mine, mine said to use a boom bat and knock his fat ass down and then just stun lock him. Yeah, but most of these bosses usually center around uh, stun locking just the ever-loving shit out of them and then just capturing them alive. Okay. I didn't do that. I did not play that way. No. I hated that boss so much. That was the worst boss for me in this game. Yeah, it was, was that bastard. definitely one of my least favorites. And I think also another part that I liked in the first three-fourths of this game was when every now and then it would be like, hey, here's a little bonus thing to go do. And the one I can think of is the farmer's house. Did any of you guys do that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I Yeah. So there's just a part where the guy's like, hey, the farmer has a bunch of money in his house and it's a town you have to come back to later. But if you go in, you can just break into his house. And if he finds you, like, so I think you could stealth it. I have a feeling. But if you don't, he's just following around going, what are you doing to my house? Hey, you're in my house. And then you leave after you get this money. And it's like a nice little chunk of change. And then he goes, that dude stole my money. And then everyone runs to their house and starts shooting at you. And I was like, you know, 
this is really fun little like side thing. And it made me kind of wish there was more stuff like that in this game almost. Cause That's I feel cool. like a lot of time. Yeah. Otherwise it's mm. just streamlined from boss to boss to boss, but like doing just a small thing like that, it made it a lot more just, I was like, Oh, something different to do. That was interesting. And then again, I will plug. I do think Munch's Odyssey is like the main route instead of bounty hunting is getting from point A to point B saving like various creatures. But there's some of that in there where you can kind of go to little things and it's just like oh it reminds me of that in a way that i like now now you see star what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to go up to him and be like hi i'm i'm the guy here to deliver your money and he goes oh okay and then he fucks off and you go grab all his money are you serious oh that (laughs) makes so much more sense (laughs) now it's funny that you mentioned Uh... that because uh i know a lot of the i tried running through this game doing this his uh his four-legged dash and it, it, I, one of the things in the strategy guy I was reading says be very careful doing that because if you run a chickens, chickens will drop the moolah, and if you hit too many of them, there will have they will have a a turret drop down from somewheres and just shoot the ever loving shit out of you. It happened to me like once, and it was like in the first town, and because I noticed one drop money, I was like, that's funny, and then I punched an R one, they're like, oh, everyone get them, and they all ran in, and then yeah, that's what happened. It was, you just have to wait like a few minutes, and then they're like, all right, let's enough of this, let's stop, and then they all just come back out, and I was, it's funny how easy you can just be sprinting through a town and be like, whoops, sorry, keep running. Yeah, I ran into a chicken here and there, would take their money and keep going, but I never, I get, I didn't do more than one at a time over the few cases I did it. Mm. I, I also hated the boss in the town. That was one of the first Oh, yeah. I tried to really work. That was hard. Yeah, like on hard, I was like, oh, wow, I really have to like cheese some of these first enemies and just get them out of the way. Because, yeah, there's just so much gunfire right off the bat. Yeah, that that was was where I really had to start like using a version of save states where I was saving, loading, saving, loading and did a lot of hiding at the time because that was the only way to get through it. Oh, we kind of explained it, but the way you heal in this game is you can run and you can then you have a stamina bar that will fill up. You run away somewhere and then you hit like a button and then it will he'll use up his stamina which only is used to heal you and heal himself and like shake it off shake yeah it off. and you can shake use it, it it's used in certain things like i think melee attacks in certain because sometimes i would like go to heal and then use the like or i'd just be out of stamina from running it's 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 very rare what uses stamina in this which is interesting except healing which i mean it's nice for what it is okay then. i didn't know i don't think running i don't remember running no i didn't notice running ever draining it I think it was like sometimes I'd go to punch when my stamina bar was empty and he wouldn't punch. There's like a few things that like I think is a downside of not having a stamina. And I was like, okay, but it's yeah, it's very hard to notice because it's mostly just like, hey, healing. It's your healing bar. I know. I know one thing is which is kind of saved my ass a couple times in this is if you're low on stamina and you have a there's a down enemy. If you just capture them, it'll give you like a chunk of stamina back. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's part of the trick that you're supposed to, you know, hurt people, take out people, heal, and you have, and then you capture an enemy, get more stamina, heal some more. Like it's part of the the whole gameplay loop. But the thing is, you die so quickly in this game. Like this stranger, it cannot take hits. Like he cannot be out in the open fighting for long. They will massacre him. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't like. I don't like how fragile he is. It didn't. What, did you guys all play on normal or easy? I played on easy. Come on, it's okay. me. Yeah, on normal. I did. I did normal. Yeah, because I don't know what the difference with heart is. I was kind of curious on something to look up. But yeah, like same thing. Just like very little health. I'm guessing it's that because like I'm trying to think for reference because I don't think there's health upgrades. I know there's stamina upgrades, but I don't think there's any health upgrades in this game. Just armor that you get throughout the game that does 
cut down how much damage you take. Okay, because, yeah, then, but I, from, like, early on, like, when they introduced the sniper, for reference, I think, like, three or four sniper shots would still kill me on hard, like, at, from full health. Like, oh, about, that's they do about, about that what much. it is on easy and normal. Yeah, I'm wondering. Yeah. What I'm wondering. Interesting, because, yeah, it's, it's... It doesn't take much. It's, yeah, very much so. Sniping will murder you in this game. You can snipe, too. You have, like, dragonflies, I think, or are they dragon? Well, not dragonflies. What the hell? You have, like, mosquito-looking things you can use as a sniper ammo. Mm. Stinger bees. Okay. We haven't talked much about the am- about the ammo. Um, the one that we keep men- mentioning, your little fuzz or little furry things that you can use, you can set as traps where you can put them somewhere and an enemy runs by, they'll jump on the enemy, or you can shoot them at an enemy and they bite them and hurt them. Yeah, so there's the fuzzles, and then I mentioned that there's uh, wasps slash hornets that are like a machine gun. Yep. That's, I mean, there's just kind of a few standard stuff. Like, there's one that's, like, an explosive. There's, uh... Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any that we're, like, really neat. There's one that's just, like, a bludgeoning ball. Yeah, like a pill bug. Yeah, and, like, so, you know, they're pretty, like... It's pretty standard sort of gun styles, but they're just ammo, which is, yeah. And the, you know, the bola spider, which is essentially... You shoot a spider that then wraps people in a web. And I like it when it wraps in the web because it also covers their mouth, too, as you're going to capture them. Yeah, the spider was cool. And it's a good way to take out groups of enemies. I would I would shoot a group, start capturing them, and then midway, and then after I capture one guy, shoot the group again. <laughs> so everybody stays mm-hmm. in their webs and they just keep <laughs> capturing. Yeah, it was a real game. I found out of how to stun as many as possible and then keep them stunned. Because usually, depending on how the method of stunning is only like five or ten seconds. So if you stun a few of them, you might be like, like oh, the skunk bomb. That was one where like it'll stun a group of enemies. But really, for like only enough time to capture like one. So it's like, I okay, never... like it's weird. I didn't use the skunk at all. I yeah, I only did because again, when you're trying to get a group of enemies, it's like, hey, I can stop four dudes at once, suck up one, and then shoot another one, and just spam it like that. Things like that. I heard it's yeah, a good it, weapon. I just never used it. Yeah, I didn't either. Okay, what about you, Joe? I use all kinds. First, I I did start off that way where I would just sit there and just spider the ever loving hell out of most of them. And what was it? Eventually, towards the end, especially when killing didn't matter anymore, <laughs> usually just lots of hornets. I did like the main, the main like. Uh, was it like the the stinker Zatfly? fly? The Zatfly. The Zatfly was also uh, really cool to use. I just wish there was maybe an upgrade to where it was always electric, but it's game mechanics. You know how that goes. Yeah, I mean, it's because it takes a couple seconds once you switch the first person mode or after you shoot a shot before it charges up. And when it's not charged up, it's pretty much useless except for gaining, except for shooting little animals to get more ammo because you will find little animal trails and they have like a little nest and that's how you get your ammo. Because, I mean, yeah, we've mostly been talking about a lot of this from the first, I don't know, is it three-fourths, two-thirds, whatever. But, like, the last, okay, yeah, the last fourth, I think, is just a really different part of this game where there's no more bounties. And I like, like I said, I like that section a lot because I suddenly was like, oh, I'm not worried about, like, money. And there's a lot more, like, plot happening. And then, I yeah, I now was using a bunch of new different ammo that I'd had this whole time and not been using. So, like, getting to just uh, use the Hornets free reign was very satisfying Same. when I wasn't using them at all before. Because I was like, oh, it'll kill them. I can't do that. <laughs> no, I didn't want to kill anybody. I wanted to capture them. Yeah, but so like, I, I love that part of the game. Just the like, whole, and it's basically just a long gunfight mission, essentially. Yeah, like once you get to it, like the whole thing of this game, like the story wise, is you're you're going to get the bounty, you get surgery, and then at a certain point, I think after the first town, he ends up getting a somebody tells him he's like, hey, if you can get a steef, this guy will pay you twenty grand, or you'll pay him whatever. And he's like, oh, I want twenty grand, and then he makes a phone call to one of his goons that's like, okay, if you hunt this guy down, he knows where you can find a steef. Steef is like this. The way they show you, they make it look like this big, fierce monster with giant horns that runs on four legs or mm-hmm. like a centaur. And that's kind of like the whole idea is that, you know, because he says, oh, I know where to find a Steve. And the guy's like, well, there's no Steve around here anymore. 
and then that's kind of where the story goes. And, and like it stays in the bounty section until you end up getting to a point where you finally are confronted by the guy who was hired by Secto, which is a guy you called that was hunting for the Steve. And then he ca- you have a part where you have to lose and they capture you, which I didn't know that at first. And I was trying to survive and then I just died. So, well, <laughs> oh, well, then I'm like, oh, game didn't do game over. Yeah, and then I'm assuming, you know, major spoilers upcoming, because that's always free range on this podcast. The game came out in 2005. The big yeah. plot twist. Yeah. I mean, if plot. you're still, if you get upset about something that came out in 2005 <laughs> that I spoil, I'm... And then <laughs> it's revealed that, yeah, you've actually been playing as Steve, who's hiding his identity because all the Steve were hunted, and he's supposedly, you know, all the last of his kind, so then... Um, you know, he gets disrobed and then the rest of the game, you're not hiding. You're a Steve. And then that part was actually really fun too. And sad where like you break, basically your clothes are torn off and then you break free and then you run into town cause you lose all your gear. And then everyone's just shooting at you cause they're scared. And it was like, Oh, it is kind of sad to be like, Oh, it's people just look, you like a wild, scary animal. And then the rest of the game, it's you going and getting to, what was his name? I forgot. You just said it. Secto. Secto to, Secto. yeah, because Secto clearly is a person who's been hunting all the Steve. So you're like, Oh, I must get my re- Revenge and avenge my people and protect these little. Oh, I can't remember their name either. I like the little lizard guys. Lizard guys. Yeah, I did like them. I like them more than the chickens. The chickens. I was. It's pretty cool. I was like, oh, I'm tired of this thing. I think. Like, oh, it's all right, little lizards. I'll help You're you. You're not out. meant to like the chickens. I mean, I think the chickens are supposed to be very much of white colonization, like we were talking about a little bit before. And then the lizard guys are more like Native Americans, and this is their land that's being invaded. I. I. Yeah, I I think my favorite part is their voices, is because they all sound the same and it's just a really <laughs> silly voice just to use. You see, I just view them like I get that analogy. I always kind of view them as like the blue collar workers, just like the people like yeah, I'm just out here doing my stuff, got a farm. Like yeah, exactly. So I kind of I I hated them as beings in this game that annoy me with characters. I'm like yeah, they're just vibing, and then you know because then yeah, Secto also stealing all the water from the geckos. So when you get to the geckos and they're like, oh, hey, we won't kill you. And also your people protected our people when they were alive and we like you and we think you're really cool. Can you help us? And you're like, yeah, I'll help you. And then that's the last third of the game is you storming his compound and getting revenge. I also like the stuff when it comes to like when he's captured because like they they, they, first they don't take off his pants. He still has his boots on and he's hiding his back feet in the boots. And then they get the surgery and they open the surgery thing where it shows he's going to cut off his hindquarters. Like, wait Mm -hmm. a second. And they strip him naked, essentially. Mm. I found that funny. <laughs> They're like, take off his boots. Essentially, take, take off his pants, pants off. Yeah. <laughs> and then they see that he has four legs. They're like, he's a Steve. And also, he cut. Off, I'm assuming he cut off his own antlers. It's not. I think it's basically seems like the most logical thing. Because yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah. Me. So yeah, it's really. I don't know. It's the story of him is very sort of like I want to say not mild, but just like quiet. But like obviously that's the big term. But then by that point, it's like, oh, this is neat. And then it's like, okay, well, we're finishing the game, but. It's really neat, like how it's uh, the background focus of what's going on outside of the front focus, which is Clint Eastwood bounty hunter in an odd world universe, you know. And then when you kill people, you can either capture them, but also when you kill or not capture them, you can capture them, they're dead and you get some money. But also when they die, a lot of times they drop gold, little gold sack you can pick up. Uh, yeah. way to get gold. Because there'd be certain enemies you like couldn't capture, like usually snipers. Anytime you shoot them out of anywhere or bump them out, they'd be like, oh, they're then they're dead. Couldn't do yeah. anything there. Or when you get to a certain point, you just stop caring. Because even with me killing a lot of people, like killing a lot of the bosses, I still had enough money to buy almost everything in this game. The only thing I didn't oh, yeah. buy is because yeah. I just I neglected to buy a couple of things in the first town thing. I'll just buy them later, and then they weren't there anymore. So. I mean, for yeah, for reference, like I think uh, the Hornet ammo, which is essentially you know assault rifle ammo in this, it's like you know two 
for every one shot and it's like 500 is your starting capacity and like there's so much money by the time money is no longer a thing in this game literally that yeah you could have apparently 20,000 moolah to get the you know that trophies or achievements so like you can have more than that you can yeah you could just stack up real fast if you're capturing everything yeah because i I captured all the little guys. Every every room I went into, I would kill. I would kill, knock out everybody mm-hmm. because I just wanted to get as much money as I could so I could get all the upgrades. And that was my mindset. And I had a point where I had like ended the game with like over six grand I didn't need because there weren't any more upgrades. Because <laughs> this game is broken up into three towns, and after the third town is when you get captured, and then the game is broken into the final part where you're working with the geckos and you get a cool boat. I want to talk about the boat because I like. I was really surprised how much I liked this boat. Was I the only one? Yeah, that was fine. Like, I don't know. It's nothing about it made it special. It was was just a way to traverse. I don't know. It had had a turret that, you know, auto shot people. That was pretty cool. That is very cool. I like the turret. I also like that when you see the little oil barges, if you shoot all the barrels on a little oil barge, the thing will sink. Yeah. I love that. Mm, Yeah. Uh, As another thing, remind me that when you're doing the cart mission, I I don't know if you guys did this, but you could pre-shoot the like explosive barrels that would knock out the floor. And then the enemies would come to leave and they would just run in spot because you know, yeah. floor is already missing. I, that <laughs> I was that. like, oh, OK, <laughs> that was so, cool. Uh, one thing before we completely segue off of the first three, two thirds of the game started, you kill or did you capture everyone alive or kill? Yes, them? at least all the. Bo- yeah, I mean, basically, yeah. Oh, what about you, Hunter? Did you get managed to? No, I'm just like, you know, there's no witnesses if everyone's dead. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. Yeah, it, I, it's just like a, a dishonored and. I, I can't play uh what is that other game that was re-released recently for Square, Square Enix bought it. Do sex? Do sex. sex? Yeah, do I can't sex. play Data Sex because you ha- I can't kill people. It's just you tell me it's a better ending, I can't do it. I made terms with that pretty quickly in this game. <laughs> <laughs> I had to because I couldn't figure out a freaking like I would try to knock out people and then get to and I wouldn't knock them out and they just try, kept I'm like fuck it, fine, I don't care anymore. I mean, yeah, I, and that's why like yeah, I really like the ending just section where you just like it's just a a run and gun essentially and then the ending was neat that it was you know someone mentioned they had to look it up to sort of verify but i liked just the ending overall and i don't know it was funny to me there was like cliffhanger too then i was like oh well that's sad well i also like in the second half or the last quarter of the game you fight completely different enemies all look like weasel security guards Mm -hmm. essentially they're all employed by secto because the final part is you 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 end up doing a bunch of things where you have to like protect these towns of the geckos to to then get to finally get to the dam and a lot of that's just you just take the boat and you're just following the boat and you have some lot of interesting parts i thought i mean the game changed a lot once it was no longer about money yeah which i as i said i like that section more i also the tone sometimes was surprised like there was like the first three fours i think are very like you know, I don't want to say slightly immature, but comedic, just odd world humor, which is in the other games. But like, I don't know, the last fourth has some of that. But like, I don't know, there's a part where a gecko walks in, he's been shot and he looks like he's bleeding. I was like, geez, that's these little sad guys just mutilated. And I guess, you know, there's brutality, but I don't know. There's parts where like it just felt like serious and like a little darker for and then it would go back to the other tone i was like i, well, I liked it i liked the <laughs> writing a lot throughout i mean think about it with like in the second in the last part of the game you get ammo by catching people and you put them inside your ammo bag and it eats them and turns them into more ammo you don't don't think about it i <laughs> yeah. just you're capturing them it's fine just enjoy the ride yeah I mean, I mean, I think that's worse than, like, you're not even just killing people. Like, oh, hey, look, I'm alive. What the fuck is that little frog? Someone just eats him while he's inside a bag. And now he's seven fuzzles or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, well, yeah, that's a little terrible. <laughs> but no guns. Guns aren't cool. No, <sighs> never. 
I mean, I think guns might be more friendlier than the fact that you're taking people and having them murdered inside your bag so that your ammo can multiply, that you're then going to shoot at other people. Right? Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just not, look, as long as no guns. Just no guns. <laughs> look, I Just may no not... Guns. I may not use guns, but I sure do have this bat that has dynamite stuck up its ass and shoot at people. <laughs> okay? It's as one does. Yeah. <laughs> no guns. Because <sighs> the, the ammo as the game progresses, you get to upgrade all your ammo and they all look a little different as the game progresses. Like we also get chipmunks we haven't mentioned that you can shoot chipmunks and then they will piss off the enemies and they'll come and try to step on them and that will attract them and you can go and get them in a group to so, get them away and stuff. This so game is very big on Stealth when you're not actually being stealthy. Yeah, as you said, like in the beginning, it's like here's how to use the chipmunks for stealth, and I was like, and I'm never doing this again. Never I don't think I can't imagine. I think I probably shot like 15 of them throughout the entire game, and that was it. They're just not that useful. I mean, I'd use them sometimes, but it was like for me, it was almost just faster just to. I don't. I didn't care. Yeah, I feel like for balance and mechanics, like it feels very like easy to glass cannon, where it's like you could stealth. I could not imagine. I'm sure someone has done like a full stealth around this game. It would take so long as opposed to just let me lure three enemies around the corner, knock them out, suck them up and then go get like, you know, just do that three times as well as like, oh, let me suck one here. Maybe get like knocked two out of time. They're separate. Like, oh, I couldn't imagine. Mm-hmm. Well, there, there's these weird options like at, at this at the last half of the game where there's like, what do you call them? There's there, they have like those big metal boxes up in the sky and you can hit buttons to drop them but it's yes. the weird it's the weird thing where like you could do that and it's really cool you could do that but there's no point because you're sitting around the corner to launch the little decoy chipmunk and the enemies still see you before they can get to the chipmunk and so there's no point in trying to leave them over there well i didn't use the chipmunk form what i would do is i'd let them see me they'd run and i'd run away they'd run toward me and i'd drop it on them oh okay i use myself as a bait Cause yeah, that was a thing in my own brain that was annoying. It's like, oh, like I've noticed that there'd be these cool. I think I only did it once. Like the first time, I noticed like it was like a, I think it's like a crane holding like a heavy rock, and there's an electric switch you can trigger. And I did it, and then it killed two guys. And I was like, oh, whoops! I guess I'm never doing that again. And then throughout the first three <laughs> fours, there was many times where like, hey, look, here's th- three dudes you could murder. And I'm like, yeah, or I could suck them up and get more money. So I'm not doing that. And it was kind <laughs> yeah, of yeah. I didn't want to murder people either. So I wanted money. Yeah, exactly. This was kind of something like some. Of the, also, another one was um. There's a and this reminded me of something. Munch's Odyssey. There's like blades that you can knock dudes into. I think when you're raiding one of the bosses, he's like hold up in a fortress, like a smaller fortress, pretty early on. Um, and there's a switch you can trigger that takes one of the platforms and angles it down and throws them into these like big spinny blades. And I was like, I'm not doing that, but that'd be really cool if I did do it because I need money. <laughs> oh, you you. You thought that because I sat there and went, oh, I wonder what this does. And I fucking fell in it. And I lost, <laughs> I lost like 10 minutes of fucking progress. So. Oh, that I the, I'm really glad the HD has quick save. But man, there were so many times I would probably probably waste like 20 minutes in the hardest areas. Just forgetting to quick save at that after I got a section, like, damn it, I got to do it next time. And then I wouldn't. And I was like, oh, this is how it felt back in the day. And this is awful. Yeah. Always quick save and then cool. save again in case you forgot. Did you guys get lost in the in the valley part? On the third city, you have this giant valley that you're constantly running around to go to the graveyard. Did you guys? I kept getting lost in that valley constantly. The wildlands, where, to, where you go find that one animal to get the noise, get the call. Mongo wilds. No, because I use a strategy guide. <laughs> I got lost three to four times in that area. I just could not figure out how to get back. I kept going in circles and could not figure out how to get back to the town. Yeah, I was getting was, very upset that I didn't have a map. It was something that sometimes was weird that like. Sometimes when you'd go to activate a quest, maybe it was just early on, but even did it later, 
you would get a little mini radar in the town and there'd be a white dot telling you where to go. And then other times it wouldn't do that and you'd have to go talk to somebody and then be like, oh, it's at this place. And then you'd have to follow a sign, like, you know, little arrows. Oh, and you're blend between that. that I, I, never, never I never noticed a radar. I would just follow signs where they say, okay, this is this, this is over here. Or this is the power plant. This is the sewer tunnel. There was only a few times and it was probably because I would, like I said, I noticed it a lot in the first town. And then once I got to like later towns, I wouldn't. And it's probably because maybe I was going through some of the later, like the later hunts quicker. Because then I'd be like, oh, I have to go hunt Boomy McBoomface. And I'm like, where do I go for that? And then I talked to somebody. And that was nice is a thing that you could talk to people and they would tell you very directly. Like, oh, you should follow the sign of this location. Um, talk to yourself. Yeah. Oh, that, and that's something I really want to point out because I thought that was really cool. This game has so much completely optional dialogue for every basically quest progress that you've made. If you just sit there and tap X, he'll say like two or three different lines. I can't imagine how much they had him record for just those. And then like people probably never hear them. Like there was a part where um, it's after you see the doctor for the first time before you walk out of the doctor's office. If you hit the talk to yourself button, he has like three different lines of dialogue. And I was like, that's really neat. I wonder how many people have never done that because it's literally like a three second walk from the cutscene ends, leave the room. And I was huh. like, God, that must suck to have all these lines recorded and be like, yeah, 95% of people never heard half of them. Sorry. That's cool. though. That yeah. Was, I thought I wanted to do a shout out fix. I thought it was neat. And again, it just reminds me of the writing that was also in like Munch's Odyssey. That's like, it's really neat that this stuff is here. Also another one, which I totally forgot about. I couldn't even find the button for it. Do you guys remember buying the binoculars? Yes. Yes. Did you guys use them at all? Because I couldn't figure out how to do it, and I wasn't that interested. But there was a part of time where I was like, I wonder what they would be saying, because it sounds kind of fun. I only used it for sniping. Same. Yeah, I used it once uh, or twice. Yeah, okay. Not extensively. Hit, for me, it was X. I would hit X, and that would pull up my sniper. Yeah, it just seemed... Because it's I when I remember reading, it was just me like, yeah, you can listen on people's conversations. And again, just go back like, I wonder how much writing is in this game that I'm just not hearing, and it made me kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> the writing is usually pretty funny like the mm-hmm. the password to get into the place that was a nice little joke of <laughs> it's the only time they do they make this joke of a conquer moment where it's like oh you need password go talk to this guy you talk to guy he's like oh i hate that guy the password's beep and he's like the password's bleep and he goes yep and then you go to the door and you say the password and it bleeps out and the door guy just goes ah i love making people say that and i was like that's a really good little funny joke that they did you know? i didn't think about that that is that is like conquer's yeah, it is. And it's just they only do it once. And that's what I like is like they just do this one off joke. And it's like the writing in this game. And again, I will say a lot of this and I will just keep plugging it. Is the writing in Munch's Odyssey is really good. And it's really like some of it's just very kind of lowbrow, you know, toilet crude humor. But sometimes that's funny. But then other times it's like there's just nice little moments. that I'm like, oh, that's actually pretty funny. Thanks, game. I know. Uh, I know one thing because we all play the HD technically remake of this, right? Yeah. Right. Every time you go back to town, you there's a loading screen where you have to figure your weapons get taken away. That they got that, that got cut for the HD remake. Oh, thank that would what? be awful. Ooh, yeah. What are you talking? Every time it loads, like you, it takes away all your ammo. Yeah, they they so it, they, yeah, because when you're in town, you can't really pull your guns 85 percent of the time. Very rarely yeah. it'll let you. So yeah, I guess in the original, what you're saying is you would go to town, it would load just to remove well, the guns. Yeah. It, oh it, God. It shows that in the, in the first time you go to the first town, like it go, you walk in and the chicken goes, "Oh yeah, hey stranger, welcome back to town. Oh, oh. I gotta take your weapons away from you." And one of the things that they did for the HD remake was that they they cut that scene every time you go back into town. Oh, and every town does that. Oh, that's horrible. Thank God. Yeah. I I <sighs> thought about because I have my original Xbox. I thought about trying to get a copy of this game. I'm so glad I didn't. That would have been <laughs> hell. That would have pissed me off a lot. 
and yeah, something I saw online, and I'm curious if you guys noticed this because I really didn't. Like, I think this game graphically is fine, especially considering how old it is and like the touch ups they've done. I'd say environment wise, it feels kind of bland from beat to beat. Like in the first three fourths, eventually it starts to like do different stuff. But someone's like, oh yeah, the graphics don't really hold up. Like some of the furniture is like they still have that like old style like etched onto the walls. And I was like, I didn't even notice that. So I didn't either. Yeah, like so textures. Was, yeah, like oh. texture balls and stuff. So I was surprised because I was like, I thought it was fine. It's dated, but not bad. Where it's like, oh, this is completely unplayable graphically. You know, the HD version I thought was still pretty. Yeah, like that's mm-hmm. I was that's why I was wondering if you guys had that feeling because I thought that when I was like, really, I was like, I liked it enough. It was never a point in the game where I was like, oh, this is really ugly. You know. Oh, and I didn't say that the HD version came out in 2011. Oh wow. Uh, Switch was 2020, but the well, original yeah. version on PS3 was, yeah, 2011. Wow. Damn. That's just, the game is over 10 years old, even for the HD version. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, and I think, I don't know, it's just, I think as a 10-year-old game, it's fine. There is many, many worse 10-slash-15-year-old games that... Oh, yeah, no, I, I had no problem with the graphics whatsoever. I had no problem with the sound design, none of that. I thought the game was pretty just fine. <laughs> I think the game was pretty fine until the last 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, so the last part is you go, you, you, after you go and rescue the geckos, you end up going to this giant dam where Secto is. And then you fight tons of enemies and get inside this giant dam to then get to him. This is where the difficulty really ramps up in there. And what Joe is referring to, you have a part where you get a time limit and you have to run through this big room in under three minutes, which is plenty of time. And it is a bitch. <laughs> So I'm assuming that's what you're referencing, right? That terrible time part? Oh, yeah, totally. What is it? We were talking about it earlier. I was kept dying. I kept trying to quick save and try to find ways. And right. God forbid, I didn't know if you hold down the run button and that new charge attack you have, he will go like three times faster. So my dumbass is trying oh. to sit there and waddle through the normal way. And I just kept getting my ass handed to me. So, you know, that made me feel tons better. That explains a little bit. Because I was here like, it wasn't, I didn't like it. It was one of the harder parts, but it wasn't that bad. I had other parts that I hated a lot more. But, like, that makes a lot more sense. So I'm like, yeah, that would do that, wouldn't it? When you get, when you unlock the Steve ability, the Steve, you can hit your, in my case, right trigger on the mouse. And then he would, he would start to charge faster. And that way you run into somebody, he would keep charging. Where normally if you're running and you hit something, he stops. Which is terrible. (laughs) And you go slower. I mean, you still go fast, but not as fast if you're charging. And then for that part, you're supposed to try to avoid as many people as you can. And running is a great way to do that with a charge attack. Can't imagine doing that part without that. You poor bastard. (laughs) I mean, eventually I figured it out and got through it. But uh, then the the end of the game, literally the end of the game. I almost quit. I almost just said, you know, just. <laughs> well, also, you were trying a speedrunner's trick that didn't work that was from the original version of this game. I tried that too <laughs> at first. Because there's, there's, I, cause I watch speedruns of all games before we do them, before I finish them a lot of times for the show. I just like to, because awesome games done quick will give you different commentary you would never hear otherwise. And it helps me have things to say about the game or understand the game better. Sure. And there's a trick they do in your end where they jump over water. But in the HD version, I think they change it where you have you have a double jump in this game, but they change it when you're over a death trap and you try to he won't double jump. So you cannot make the trick. And I tried and tried and tried. Could not do it. So, yeah, <laughs> I think they patched that out. Yeah, they patched out a lot of bugs in the HD version. I would Let's say I think 
also just generally like from a gameplay feel again, especially for a 50 year old game, I think it feels pretty fine. Like I think again, they did a big thing being like, Oh, we're going to make this half first person, half, half third person. And for a controller, you know, that like, I think it could, it could have been so much worse. And I'm, you know, happy the game. Oh, like, the just the, yeah, exactly. And I think just the movement, like, you know, everything about this gameplay, gameplay wise, I just like enough. that I'm like, you know, it, it surprisingly holds up. And I yeah. think that's a good thing for this game. Yeah. It feels pretty solid overall. Especially for it's a not stage. you get to say every day. Yeah, like I, the double jump is nice. the The fact that they were they made these areas that were pretty wide in terms of like po- going from point A to point B, and then they went, "Hey, we're not going to give you a sprint button, but if you're just running for three seconds in third person, you will start sprinting." I was like, "That's a pretty, you know, if you don't, if you're not going to give me a button, that's probably the next best way to do it." So yeah, sure, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just small stuff like that that was nice. Every good game has a double jump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean. Also, yeah. the fact that the movement works so well, like it was identical in first person and third person was neat. Like it was nice to be like, oh, I can double jump, but it's not like weird. I don't know. That was something that I was like, I thought could be could be handled weird. But it was nice that it was like, oh, I can move around in first person like I'm running around third person and like do that effectively. And I was like, that's neat. I was surprised how well it switches and doesn't feel archaic to this day. Like it still felt <laughs> I mean, on keyboard, it felt like shit, but it took after a while. I'm like, OK, this isn't so bad. I got the hang of it. But. It still felt good. Just don't do don't play the game off the keyboard. Do not play it that way. <laughs> I will say that. I will never recommend that to anybody. Same for my ten minutes I did it. Don't do it. <laughs> it took me it took me a while to like get good at it. But hey, even uh, that final that final section is tough. Hunter, did did you use a game pro or did you use a little switch joy cons? Uh yeah, I used the pro controller for everything. Yeah. I, I tried my batteries died and I was like, Oh well, the other batteries are in the basement. I think I'll just <laughs> I think I'll just grab my Joy Cons, and I had like the hardest like thirty minutes of my life to where I literally <laughs> went. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and get up. I'm gonna go use a bathroom. I'm gonna give me some water. And I'm gonna go down in the basement and get the batteries because this isn't working. <laughs> no, I went, I bought my Switch day one, and I used the Joy Cons for all of twenty minutes, and I was like, this isn't gonna work. And uh, <laughs> I've had a Pro controller ever since. It's just wireless or wireless? Uh, the wireless. Okay, mine's uh the big green Zelda one. Oh, nice. I was also annoyed with the boss fights because this game doesn't. I mean, what well, game has lots of boss fights? But near the end, you fight two like octopus thingies, like robotic octopuses. Is that a good way to describe them? Yeah, they're yeah. big spider bots. Yeah, they they were annoying. You can you fight four and you can skip one of them. You can just run past. You can in the original version, the first one you see there's a gl- there's a glitch in the game where when the cutscene is loading, you can skip the cutscene. The door still open. Run right to the door and just leave them, and nothing will happen. And <laughs> just move on with the game. But I think they patched it because one of the guys that's in the credits was someone who found a tons of glitches in this game for speedrunners. He then worked with just add water and told him, hey, you want to patch this out, patch this out, patch this out. And then he was the one that had him <laughs> fix all the glitches and is in the credits for this oh, game. I don't boo. remember his name, but that's boo to him. Yeah. <laughs> boo earns. <laughs> so, yeah, he's the one that found most of the glitches and told him what to fix. <laughs> someone's, yeah. getting, someone's getting a hammer to their kneecap. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's a glitch in that part where you're running up the hill with the sniper rifles and the timer, where if you go jump on the left side of a crate and then jump onto the thing, the snipers never spawn. And you run past the whole platform with no enemies. <laughs> I'm really like, I, I'm just glad I didn't hate that part as much because like it wasn't I enjoyable. But I, and I will say the same thing with those, those bosses. The first one was fine. Then I fight more. I was like, OK, I hope there's not too much more of this. I'd say I'm glad there wasn't more of them. Four was enough, but I didn't hate them. I was just like, OK, the first one. 
was very hard for me because I kept getting caught by the web and and it told me that you can hit left, right, left, right on the mouse. Well, that worked like like shit. I could not get it to work. Uh. But if I hit AD, 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 I could get out fast. But with the mouse, I couldn't. I don't know if it was my mouse or I just could not. I couldn't do it. It was like, nope, ain't going to work for you. So that was miserable. And then when I did the movement keys, I was able to get out okay. Because if, uh, if you're in the web, because this guy will shoot a web at you, if he gets you in your web, he almost kills you instantly. He just starts beating on you and you're dead really fast. I, almost, I don't recommend it. I almost snapped my pro controller in half because that, that last two fight, I kept getting stun locked. And then I decided, well, maybe if I stay in first person while they're attacking me, I can just use the roly poly on them multiple times. And that worked. So <laughs> it's I mean, they, they weren't when I fought the two of them, they weren't as bad as I thought they would be. They were much easier to deal with. No, those two of them. And then Joe's rule of conduct, Mike, you're familiar with this because of my hatred of Bioshock. Um, if, if your final boss fight is in at least three or four sections, uh, your boss fight is awful. Your final boss fight's awful, and you should be ashamed of yourself. This game kind of is. Yeah. Because you, you get into the big room, you fight the two spider bots, and then after you kill the two spider bots, then you have to fight the final boss, Sekto, but he's in like a giant... He was annoying. He killed me a few times until I got the hang of him. Yeah, he, he's like... In like He's like in a big robot, and mm-hmm. like he just shoots like it. If you don't know where to look, he'll just one shot you with a laser. And I think I surprisingly made it out of one of those lasers alive, and I managed to find like the little hidey hole. And then, yeah, I was able to get through it pretty. I think it really took me like two or three tries, as opposed to the other fifty on the others. I the way I did it was I was able to. Well, I didn't realize this at first because while you're trying to break down his barriers the trick is something will fall each time and he had like these cement things would fall i hide behind them and there are two of them i broke each of them or he broke each of them but then afterwards he'll come back i mean they 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 keep spawning so you can use them again and again yeah that's what i was gonna say is i just was peeking around those corners and shooting and then they break and i just kind of run back and forth and so i died like once or twice but it wasn't terrible because if you get caught by it it's like instant death and that sucked i was very upset (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah and then finally the final twist which again i thought was neat was that like there was one other of your species and he was being controlled by the squid boss and that was like the final reveal and so he has a final line of like are the waters free and you're like yep i did it it's like cool i can die now thanks bye and then really uh, like the squid dude gets away and i was like oh well no sequel here sorry game yeah i saw that and i was like there's a part where he like rolls over he's, he's he walks up to setco and he sees like he's got legs and he rolls them over and he's obviously a Steve, his horns are cut off, which makes me think in like the, the openings where it has, it shows Seko for the first time in the background. You see behind him is the first set of horns and the other ones on the walls. The first set of horns behind oh, him are, yeah. are probably the Steve's he's controlling. He's controlling. I was like, I don't remember his head looking like that. And then I see the squid guy walk away and I didn't put two and two together. I'm like, I wonder what that was. That's weird. <laughs> but it, to be fair, it was also six in the morning and I was exhausted. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. it's pretty final flash. It's pretty bold to be like, yeah, we'll do a cliffhanger. This will this will come back. I like especially with the with the where the studio was. And I was like, damn, you know, I wish it did. I mean, yeah, I, th- I think a sequel of this game could have been fun. I think kind of doing different ammo types, expanding on some of the stuff they already did. Maybe some, I don't know. I would say I felt like this game could be kind of linear feeling at times because, like, again, maybe those long hallways and running. I think kind of changing some of that up. I think another one could have just been even better. And even then, back then, this game was still received well. So, like, 
you know, that's pretty impressive and, and would just, oh, how things could have been. I wish we would have got a sequel. I really do. And when I played through this again, I was like, man, it would have been fun to have more of this, to have something else yeah. that was really able to fine tune this game. Definitely. I mean, we, we still, still could. Understand. But we still yeah. could. I mean, they, they just made a sequel to Abe's Odyssey. They're, yeah. The, the Summerfest was showing they're making a sequel to some 20 year old game that came out on the PC that plays like Prince of Persia. I mean, sky's the limit. You know, who knows at this point? Yeah. yeah, I mean, you are right. I mean, they do make stuff now. It's not like how it used to, but I would. Yeah, but I feel like the original Abe games had a cult classic feeling to them and like memory. And that's what allowed them to come back. I don't think these games are held in any sort of like cult classic, which makes me sad because like, again, Munch's Odyssey, you know, basically Mike's Strange Wrath is his Munch's Odyssey. I was like, both these games are kind of interesting in their own ways. I wouldn't say they fit well alongside the original games, but like, it's just sad because I can't ever imagine them getting any sort of like love nowadays i'm surprised when you that's why when you guys said you were playing on switch i was like what there's a switch version i was like oh it's the <laughs> hd version but okay that makes sense yeah it, it's a good good and it just came out very recently it's a good version of it though yeah so play it on switch play it on pc don't play it on keyboard and mouse that's the important takeaway <laughs> absolutely <sighs> it wasn't i couldn't it, imagine doing it took a, it took a long while Same. to get used to <laughs> like i like playing for computers on pc like i was excited to play this on pc at first on pc because mouse and keyboard because i mean it gives you the best aiming and so i was excited i started um, and then it was when i had to keep switching to third person the third person was very difficult to control with keyboard especially when he's running at high speeds that is a very interesting thing to control it control with the keyboard by the way wasn't fun <laughs> i will say that it took this was like the most I had to learn how to play a game, like learn how to control it out of any game that I played on this show, I think. Wow. Just because a lot I was of playing games. It. Yes, it is. Over 180 games at this point. <laughs> <laughs> a movie starting there too. You know how it goes. But just in games wise, it's over 180 games. Easy. Oh, there's over 300 episodes of this show, so you know. Lots of there's lots of stuff I've done in the name of this of the name of this podcast. Any last things you want to say about this game before we go on to questions, comments, or memories? I got a few, but not a ton. No, I think I think I'm good. I think I've hit my most important points. Yeah, all good. <laughs> yeah I'm good too. Okay, I will pull that up. I didn't get as many as I was hoping to get. I guess people just don't have the same love for this game. Maybe like it's not as classic as some stuff that we play on this show. But all right, and from the first group, Oddworld Inhabitants, official group. I got from Alborz Alani. This is the only Oddworld which I didn't play. Gonna try it soon. You really should. This is my favorite Oddworld game. But I only played two, so. <laughs> and I have not played much as Odyssey yet. Well, this is a long one, but I'm gonna read part of it from McGregor Whitelaw. I have so many good memories of this game. I had watched my older sister play Abe's Odyssey and Abe's Exodus. I love watching the stories of these amazing games unfold. I first got into Oddworld myself playing Munch's Odyssey. There you go. I had played that game at least a dozen times. I loved everything about it. the gameplay, the story, the artwork. And let's see. And I kept seeing teasers for this new Oddworld game called Stranger's Wrath. It sounded like something I had never dreamt of. I didn't know what it what it would be. All I had to know was the platform games and puzzles that were presented in the first three games. The world was new and visually captivating in a way it felt very much seemed like it belonged to Oddworld. All right. And then he also says, I definitely replayed this game multiple times, even though it's a linear storyline. This game definitely has a lot of replay value. I would highly recommend to anyone who loves a good story-driven game, Dead or Alive, your ass is coming with me. And last one from this group, from Ariel Roldan, the only shooting game I like. That's <laughs> because well, this, is, this is a very different for person shooter. This isn't like anything else that I can think of. 
that I played. Yeah, I was going to say, I bet that person didn't like the last section. Because like I said, the last section is where it really feels like, oh, this is a shooter now at this point. You know, there's parts where you stop, but like when you, all the action, yeah. But everything up to that, yeah, it's very much this weird blend. that it, it was, I, I'm surprised how well it worked, and I'm happy it did. Me too. And from Oddworld Sling, Slig Posting, I got from Billy Jack Dominique. Best FPS I've ever played. Best Oddworld game too. Love the baddies. Love the story. And then from David Greenman, literally completed this game a couple of days ago. Never completed the first time it came out. The last good Oddworld game. Oh, that's saying something right there. If you must not like the two remake or the remake and whatever Soulstorm is. <laughs> I don't think Soulstorm's a re- I think it's a brand new game. I just don't know. I don't know. All right. And then from I watched the entire Overlord replay, the place that all four of us met on <laughs> from Oakley Gleason. I have it on my Switch, but haven't played it yet. Maybe I should try that soon. You should. You really should. <laughs> oh, from Quentin Crow, it's a great game. And from Zach Harris, I really love this one. I played it back when it came out after already being a young Oddworld fan due to Abe, and it made me really appreciate a good story twist. I was 11. I love the Western atmosphere with the bounty hunting gameplay. The live ammo was a genius choice. Totally bummed it never got a continuation due to low sales with the ending moments being very interesting. Right. From the official Laser Time community, I got two. From Jason Heiser, I never played this and nearly shit myself the first time I saw it at GameStop. <laughs> I love the Abe's Odyssey, the other Abe Oddworld game. Really want to give this a try sometime. You should. It's still still worth playing. And from Kevin Don, I love this game. I played it on my friend's original Xbox back in 05 and thought it was fantastic. I moved to Seattle the following year and didn't get to play it anymore. But I still thought about it from time to time. After I bought my first 360, I made it a point to hunt down a used copy of it. At every used game store and pawn shop in town to no avail. It was virtually impossible to find. Any copies online were too expensive. After searching for four years, I finally found a copy. I was so excited. Oh, until I got home and found out the game was not backwards compatible. <laughs> and he keeps putting other stuff, but I'm not going to read all that. But that's cool. And from the last group, Giant Bomb, I got one comment. From Andrew Lean, I love trying to do all the captures as well as the story reveal. Awesome game. Okay. I'm glad that most people have positive things to say about this game. That's nice to see. Yeah, it's a very just familiar feeling because, again, as I said, it was like I knew this game existed back when I was a fan of Munch's Odyssey, but I never got the chance to play it. So I very much just have that similar feeling of like it was nice to finally, you know, if you had any interest in this game back then but never got a chance, it's still very worth sitting down and playing, especially if you liked other Oddworld games. I don't know about the originals, but definitely Munch's like they go (laughs) hand in hand really well. You're making me want to play Munch's Odyssey finally. It's going to be next on the list. Be careful. It, it I, might be actually now, not anytime too soon, because I already have the whole rest of this year plan almost. But I, yeah, the big, the saddest thing with it, the PC port isn't good, and I would say it doesn't feel as solid as this. It feels fine, but there's parts where like because of how the environment works, it's easy to like slide off ledges and like die in a way that can be annoying. But like this game, it's solid. Save whenever you want to. I think you can actually. Yeah, I think you can because if you lot, can, I'm on board. If you can't. Not on board. That was a big thing. Some of the original Xbox games was like, it was just like, hey, just save right here. And I remember a lot of them had that. I remember, I think this one, that was one that did too. Okay. Because you had the hard drive. I mean, that was something that was so special at the time about the Xbox. You didn't need a memory card. You just have to bring this giant console with you instead, you know? The brick. You go to your friend's house like, hey, you want to play this game? Yeah, sure. I'll bring my whole Xbox. If I can't bring it, just my memory (laughs) card. I still have an original Xbox brand carrying case for the original Xbox. And yeah, it's funny. <laughs> so like when you, you load it up, it's it's so I especially if the original Duke controllers. If you were to fit the console <laughs> for Duke controllers and the cables and with including using all the additional pockets, it would be full. You'd be like, well, I'm holding the games then because nothing else will fit in here. I I have an original Xbox behind me somewhere, but I don't, I'm never going to play it again. I'm just waiting for Xbox emulation to exist in a workable manner. 
It's getting there. Every day we're getting a little bit closer. I keep looking at it. I'll like look it up every few months. Like, <laughs> well, oh, there's, a cu- there's a couple titles I really want to play. This was one of them that I could play HD-wise at least, but like I really want to play Breakdown for original Xbox. And I own a copy of it, but I can't beat it unless I cheat, and I can't cheat unless I can emulate it. So I'm kind of in a pickle. It's a really good game, though. It will 100% be on the show. First day I can, well, the first like the first few months I can finally play it on PC. It will be on the show. It's a first-person shooter. That's very, very cool. All right. And then before we go on the shelf, I think we should do a giveaway because I got too many damn code. I need to give away some. So here's a Steam code for Gone Home plus the original soundtrack. Uh, the Steam code is K8PBAX4ATEM9BZJ. There is your Steam code for Gone Home. Thanks. But I've had oh, some too long. Cool. Yeah, thanks. I can't believe it worked. <laughs> <laughs> it work. I have so many codes. I like I I still have over twenty some codes to give away. So I try to do it every so often. I just don't think about it. It's all the fanatical bundles I buy. Because I'm a f i am love fanatical bundles. They're really cheap. Yes. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's go to shelf stacker box. And I'll go first. Uh, this is a game I'm going to put on the shelf. I, I had a, Once I got the hang of the controls, I had a really fun time playing it. It brought back some good memories. I didn't. Rem- I remember the twist, but I didn't remember a lot of this game. But it, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I got angry, but once I understood more what I was doing, I, I had a good time. It, it still holds up, and I was happy to say that because it doesn't always happen. And I did. I liked the first third of the first two, three thirds of the game. Three thirds. The first three quarters of the game better than when you no longer get an ammo because that money drive helped me more than the ammo drive. So, but it's still going to go on the shelf. I thought a great time. Uh, what about you, Joe? I'm going to go ahead and put this in the box. <laughs> it, it's, it's a good game. I'm not going to say it's bad because usually, you know, if, if, if it's bad, I would say it's bad. I wouldn't pick any of the options. But I feel like this is one of those games where I, if, if I pick this up, it probably won't be for a good long time. And it'd probably be because someone probably told me they haven't. They've never played it. Like if it or if it ever comes back to where they decide they actually are going to make a sequel, you know, it's there. And what about you, Star? Yeah, I'd also put it on the shelf. Okay. One of the reasons similarly, but for the opposite is I like the last part of the game where it's like, oh, I'm just sucking up dudes for ammo. It's a nice <laughs> way to get ammo. But like, yeah, besides that, I said like, I, you know, I would put Odyssey on the shelf and I'd put this next to it. And I think they're just a great little pair of games that are very different than I like. I just can't think of many things that are similar to them. And the writing is really fun. And it's just, yeah, really solid. All right. What about you, Hunter? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd do the shelf as well. Um, okay. It's just a unique experience that, uh, you know, between the writing and the gameplay, it's there aren't too many games out there like it. So I think it's something more people need to experience. And I'm also glad that thanks to me, you guys, three people got to play this game that, that probably wouldn't have played it otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that feels good. I'm also <laughs> the only one that has any nostalgic for it. I think that plays a part in it, too. Well, at least for me and Joe. Why <laughs> Joe didn't like it? Oh, I liked it. Like I said, it's probably, I probably wouldn't play this for a long time. Like maybe I like, wouldn't either. I yeah. would. I again, I haven't played this in. I, I think I don't know. My son was even born the last time I played this game. My son's 14. Yeah, so that's I think kinda, he probably would have been. But I been with, don't know. That's how it's been with Munch's Odyssey. I think since the first time I played it, you know, back when I was probably like 12 or 13, I've maybe played it two or three times. And I think the second time was just because like, hey, I never beat that because I was a kid. And so like, yeah, it's not common, but I do like picking it up every now and then in this game. I almost see myself doing a similar thing because I feel like just going from Munch's to this, it feels very like right in a way, even though they're completely different gameplay styles and whatnot. And there were two Stranger World games, Stranger Oddworld games that we were supposed to get. One, I remember a cover story in Game Informer that had something to do with the guy had rabies 
and it looked really dark and I remember being excited for it, but it never it never happened. I don't remember what the other one was, but there were two or there were multiple cancel projects that happened in between after this game came out and we finally got new and tasty. I also think new and tasty was a different. I think that I think the development is because it was a different company made this. I know that I don't know if Oddworld's still around. I'm not sure. I'd, I'd say it is because with like new and tasty coming out and them also technically making a sequel. And I think I think new and tasty actually did really well, too. OK, yep, um, they're still around. Yeah. So who knows? You know, people love comeback stories and comeback games, too. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hoping that we'll get more. I mean, Oddworld is not a place that I not a game, not a series. I have a lot of love for just this game. So I, yeah, I, that's why there hasn't been any more on the show for a uh, hundred some episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, and um, I should, I should mention what we're talking about next week. Next week, I'm going to be playing a game that I really like, but haven't touched in years. Also, Life is Strange, published by Square Enix. That's what I'm playing next for this show. Oh, gosh, that's so cool. I'm actually really excited. I love that game. It's one of my favorite <laughs> yeah, I love games. That game I love too. Like, top five. I can't that's wait to listen. That's a great game. I can't wait to listen to your choices and judge you on them later. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm going to say, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. Oh, I'm already so, mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. I can't believe you choose the bay over the bay. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and if you want to hear our first impression of an Oddworld game, Oddworld Abe's Odyssey, episode 47. My God, that's a long time ago for that's the show. A long time ago. It's just funny because like something that takes me like, years to get around to something but then like you look at the tomb raider games i did tomb raider 2013 and i did tomb raider rise of tomb raider like 13 11 episodes later and now i'm not doing the other one until late this year for shadow because i'm like i should not play another one this close together <laughs> one day i'll beat shadow today's not that day though <laughs> i want to i really i'm really excited to finally play shadow and get that off my list because those i've been wanting to finish that series and now i'm actually interested to play much as odyssey but i just don't know if that's going to happen but I'm interested, but I have no nostalgic for a star. So we'll see how that goes when I get there. <laughs> it might not be pretty. Oh, and Hunter, where can people find you at? Uh, yeah, if you, uh, if you go over on YouTube, uh, VGX7 uh, is the YouTube channel. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter uh, at VGX7Hunter. That's the best way to find me. All right. And Star, did you have anything to plug? Okay. And if you enjoyed this episode, you can find all our other episodes on Podbean. Everything is on Podbean. If you can't find what you're looking for on Spotify or iTunes, everything's on Podbean or Podcast Addict. It's another one where you can get all our episodes because Spotify, iTunes only go back 100 episodes. And we have over 300, almost 350. Getting there. Getting so close. So there's a ton of content for you to listen to. We do we do movies. We do game. We do comics. We do TV seasons if they're shorter and premium shows. But we do tons of stuff for you to listen to. So. Definitely go check all that out. I want to give an awesome shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Has Free. You can follow her on TikTok. She made her music. Also want to give a shout out to my buddy, Bill Tucker, who did the MCU route MCU episode with me and is on the show quite often. He started his own podcast, The Gamer Looks at 40, where he digs deep into, he talks about people in their life and how games affected them and things of that nature. I, I can't describe the way he describes it. <laughs> it's a very good show. Definitely go check it out. You, you will enjoy it. Lots of interviews and he has a lot. He puts on a lot of good content. So check him out and please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and on YouTube. We are on YouTube. Only audio, but we're there. And if you want to support the show, we do have a Patreon for as little as a dollar. You can vote in our Patreon poll. We currently have one, which is the runner up poll where I pulled four losers from before and bring them another chance to try again. It is Turtles for uh, TMT forever. Loki season one. Amazing Spider-Man. I cannot remember that fourth one I put on there. <laughs> I can't remember. There's a little star you can vote in our poll. How about the show? And it 
and you help choose what episodes will come out when they come out. So definitely go do that. And I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.